Hey, Sam. How's it going? What's going on? Not much, man. We're we're in the first week of Halloween. Yeah. We, uh, we've yep. been trying to get some decorations and stuff. I have my wreath set up. It's all creepy and stuff. A Halloween wreath? Yeah, man. It says Happy Halloween. There's a skull on it, some pumpkins and stuff. Oh, cool. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. Um, but yeah, dude, so seriously, we went to, Julie and I went to this uh, yard sale over the weekend, and we were looking for decorations to kind of get us in the spirit or whatever. And um, came across this place. This guy had all these really old antiques, but they were all super creepy. Um, Anyways, I went up to the guy. uh, Ghostly white hair. You should have seen this dude. Pretty sure he had a glass eye um, and and, and maybe like two teeth. He looked like the Crypt Keeper. Um, But he he looked at me and he's like, what are you what are you looking for? And I told him I was like, we're trying to find decorations to get us to, you know, feel in in the Halloween mood before we start watching movies and have people over whatever. And uh, he started cackling wildly and, and gives me this book. Well, that um, sounds kind of shady. Yeah, but it's a creepy book. It'll look awesome on my fireplace. Cool. Can I take a look at it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah here you go. Um, the cover does say some weird stuff. Hmm. Book of Halloween. Seekers of this book, steadfast and beware. Open it up, read, and be scared. For this book, when opened, will suck you in. One wrong step, and you'll never be seen again. Spooky. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a padlock on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he said, never open this book ever, ever, ever. But weirdly enough, also gave me the key to it. I don't know. (laughs) You're not thinking about opening this thing, are you? Well, yeah. What's the worst could happen? It's not the Necronomicon. Yeah, good point. YOLO. Uh, Sam? What the crap? Is, Is that a portal? Yeah, that's what it looks like. What What do we do? I don't know. You You better grab onto something. Sam, there's nothing to grab the portal sucking everything around us into it. Oh, oh no. What? We're all going to die. <laughs> Sam, you, you there? I can't see anything. Can you see anything? I dropped my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. Oh, there they are. It's it's kind of sticky where I'm at. I don't know what it's like. What, what is that? Welcome to the Silent Planet Podcast. Or should I say, the Halloween Planet Podcast. <laughs> um, Who are you? Where are we? And was your portal noise a fart sound? Never you mind. And your audience is now my audience. So I'll ask you not to interrupt my podcast. Thank you very much. As for you, pathetic listeners, if you want your precious hosts back, then they're going to have to dedicate the whole month of October to all things creepy, spooky, and scary. Then, and maybe then, I'll let you have them back. Yeah, okay, whatever. What if we don't do what you're asking? Then you'll be trapped here forever. <laughs> it sounds like a fart. It does. What? It, so okay. Uh, I mean, oddly enough, this portal dropped us here in the middle of nowhere. The podcast stuff landed exactly where we needed it, as are the laptops and yeah, everything. Yeah, I can see and read um, again. It, this guy, I mean, goofy as his portal intro sounds, seems kind of. He seems like he means business. So I guess we better do an episode. I, I, I don't know what to do it on. Yeah. And he said spooky, Halloween. creepy. Yeah. So we got to do something, something Halloween. But he didn't say we didn't have to apply it to a Christian context. Yes. So what are you thinking? What I'm thinking. Well, should Christians 
celebrate Halloween? Can you be Christian and celebrate Halloween? Let's go. Hey there, I'm Thomas. And I'm Sam. And we just got trapped in some dark abyss by some dark overlord. That's right. <laughs> What's going on right now? But He has a gas problem too, uh, man. I'm apparently. telling you. Yeah. And, and who is playing the organ? Every time he spoke, there's an organ for some reason. And I don't know why. <laughs> I got to ask him about the yeah, next time. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like we're, we're going to be covering Halloween episodes pretty much for the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, we thought, why, why not? talk about Halloween. It's kind of a divisive topic it, at times, not divisive, so to speak. Um, but there, you'll, you'll find some, some pretty extreme opinions on it on, on one side or another, um, Christian, non-Christian, or even within the Christian community. In fact, a very close friend of mine, I actually talked about him a couple of times on here. Um, he talked, this is what sparked my interest in this subject is, uh, he doesn't think we should celebrate Halloween and, and there, there's a few other things as well. Um, but he, he brings a very valid point. Uh, to all of this. So I figured why not, um, why not discuss it? Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, Ed, I was looking at, you know, some other podcasts, YouTube authors that I like to listen to, and it really was pretty split yeah. down the middle. Some, some say no, categorically no. And then others like see it as fairly innocuous that, you know, there's not, you know, <laughs> there's not a whole lot within the tradition itself of uh, danger in the idea of communities getting together and um, having something for the kids to do and yeah. giving candy away and that sort of thing and and um, um, even something that they look forward to. So uh, it really was split pretty pretty straight down and that's, the middle. The split is not. It's not like um, you wouldn't think it would be. Oh, just like the more. Uh, charismatic side thinks no, and then the more like loose end thinks yes. It's yeah. not like that. There's yeah. there's on both sides. I know charismatic and, and Pentecostal that are like yes, we celebrate it, and then others that are hard no, and then people from Southern Seminary that won't even touch this stuff with a stick. Yeah, and then other know? people who have seminary degrees that are like no, they they have organized events, and um, um, uh, I'm even aware in one instance where the uh, former vice president of the Southern Seminary. Uh, he's one of them that I listened to, and he said on there that uh, he travels so much that that's one of the only times of the year when he sees his neighbors. Yeah. So, you know, he's got this event that they can do for their kids. They, of course, don't dress up in, like, super scary, creepy, demonic-looking stuff, but he doesn't see anything wrong with, like, you know, running around dressed up as... Um, some Star Wars character or, you know, a superhero, something like that. His kids are into that. And he actually has time to visit with his neighbors. It only happens at Halloween. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. So I, I guess we're at this point of uh, defining what Halloween is. Yeah. You know, because it obviously means something different in, in context. Um, so what better place to start than the history? Of yeah. Halloween? Yeah. That's the thing is uh, uh, it what. Is it something now that it wasn't before? Right. Yeah. What what is it morphed into, and is that a good or bad direction? Well, and then also there's misconceptions of what it used to be as right. well. Yeah. Not and I'm not condoning or endorsing what it used to be, uh, what or at least what we can find in our history books. But um, there's a difference. You know, some people uh, think that it's 
like a cult thing where they sacrifice people and eat children and stuff like that on under what they call All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we break down and go back in history and start looking at what these names mean, you'd be a little surprised. So yeah, um, you wanna you wanna touch on the history a little bit? Yeah, earlier? yeah. So um, I've also got a book that uh, I've got to get a shout out to because um, this is actually a focus on the family title, and my daughter found it. She loves Halloween, yeah. incidentally. Um, and it's called Redeeming Halloween, um, Celebrating Without Selling Out, and it's by Kim Weir and Pam McCune. And um, they cite in here a few of the main points that we would uh, we would bring up in, in some of the historical stuff. It probably should also be stated on the uh, front end of this that uh, for the scale of where people are going to land on whether you should or shouldn't do it, that uh, both Thomas and I come from a church tradition where we looked forward to Halloween as a church event. Yeah. Forest Park um, had what we called our fall festival for this Halloween event, and we would completely, we get crazy and change the entire look of uh, the downstairs basement area of our church yeah Yeah, we would completely transform that thing and it was one of the biggest events we do all year yeah right this year being the exception coronavirus oh my gosh everything (laughs) we don't get to have any fun this year (laughs) right well that was like part of my part of my childhood like the i guess i started going to to this church when i was maybe 13 or 14 years old Mm -hmm. and the very first year i went it was summertime we did the it was the beginning of summer mm-hmm. and we always do like a car show that to help raise funds for the youth group. Um, but then later on the buddy of mine who, who brought me to church was like, dude, you got to come to our Halloween thing. It's super awesome. And the first year they turned it into some crazy maze with, uh, all these dividers up and everything. Yeah. And, cardboard and like, dividers. They, 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 every year they make a maze out of cardboard that the kids can go through. We but, have, and it's not just that it wasn't just like, cardboard and then you got the fluorescent lights in the basement of a church no they did black lights they did fog machines i mean they they did the works i mean it was a a big thing we had uh games set up both rented and um some created depending on what the theme was that year so the kids could go from room to room and at each game uh we had both candy and we had like a even those like uh ticket strips that you would get at um um if you were playing skee-ball at Chuck E. Cheese or something that you could redeem yeah. at the end of the night. And we had members that um, one of their means of giving to the church was they both manned and supplied the prizes for those tickets. Yeah. We had a whole ticket oh, yeah. booth going on. So we, we took this uh, as a means of outreach. And at the time it was started in our church, it was with the thought that there isn't an alternative right now. This this goes back to like um, before Trunk or Treat or maybe right when Trunk or Treat was getting started. It was the idea that you either celebrated Halloween as something privately at home or within your own like community. Little neighborhood. But yeah, but there was no church option yeah yeah right and um if if there was in some places they were starting this idea of trunk or treat and you just kind of go from car to car to car okay that's fine but um we wanted to do something bigger right we wanted to to really give people a reason to be on our property give them a safe option for halloween 
um, and a place they could come and really feel like there was an experience that they were going to have, right? Yeah. So that's the tradition we come out of. Needless to say, that's going to inform a little bit of that's where gonna we're going to land. put us in a little bit of a bias. Well, yeah, yeah so we're not going to probably land on the, no, you should never do Halloween. It's evil. It's wicked. It's terrible. <laughs> that would be a little hypocritical in our case. Yeah. Um, but but the, the person you mentioned in starting this, what your impetus also came out of that tradition. Yeah. Right. So also growing up in that church, also kind of being a part of that celebration now has come to a point where they're like, wouldn't if we did it today, probably show up that night and, you know, yeah, participate. See, that, that was the thing is I, I was actually, so, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't malicious or mean. It was just natural in my, in my head when I was sitting there talking to him about it. I was like, well, what about Christian or Christmas that comes from a pagan holiday too? That's I think that's a natural thing. It wasn't like a oh I'm gonna get you. You know I wasn't yeah, trying to be mean, yeah. but but he goes no we don't celebrate that. He was like, well now I I don't have anything to say. Yeah yeah. <laughs> I was like well good so good on good on him. You yeah know what I mean? he's consistent about it. Yeah which is very admirable. Right you know right. Um so where where we line up as far as the work yeah we're clearly going to be a little bit biased on this but I figured um just bringing some light to the whole thing. Um, would be positive, you know, and, and there's no, there's no, uh, condemnation and there's no judgment. If you feel convicted, like you just can't get yourself around it and you can't wrap your mind around celebrating Halloween in any fashion, just because of the, the day and what it came from. That's totally fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. Um, yeah, you're not you're not somehow <laughs> stepping outside of orthodoxy because you don't land where we do. This is you this will is, not be saved. If yeah, you <laughs> yeah. This is this is not uh, going to at all play into your eternal salvation. But the point of that being, this does not play into your eternal salvation if you land on the other side of that to where you want to participate and you want to give your kids part of that tradition and that's not going to cost you something. Yeah. In in the grand scheme of your um your salvation or your connection to Christ, it certainly doesn't have to. Now, granted, if you're going the Hollywood route of Halloween and you're like, you know, the the new adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix. <laughs> not an like, official yeah, yeah, no, no, not by any means. Uh, and you're going to have a big old Baphomet statue <laughs> in your living room and Baphomet, sacrifice yeah. animals to it. Yeah. Okay, we've got a problem now. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's not the direction you're headed. Yeah. If you're celebrating Halloween in the sense of the way most of us do. It's right. it's an opportunity to get together as a community. We give away candy, right? Trick or treating, and this candy doesn't and you have get to dress up and you know fun stuff. The so, candy that we give away does not have needles or or cocaine in it. Yeah, none of that <laughs> for sure. No, we don't need that. Um, yeah, the or, or the the creepy aspect. Yeah, there's there's elements of Halloween you want to be safe about. Yeah, um, you want to you know monitor the kids candy when they get home and just take a look and make sure, okay, everything's wrapped. Right. We actually, we did that. We were very consistent every year. In fact, um, there were plenty of years that it scared me so bad. I threw candy away. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck it in the (laughs) trash. I'm like, I'm not, there's glass in them smarties, (laughs) which was kind of like, it was kind of silly. Like I understand being safe check the candy, but like, uh, for the parent to go to the kid and be like, you need to make sure you're not going to be eating glass and just scaring the kid like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might want to do that stuff behind, 
the the closed door, I guess behind the curtain, so to speak, of the kid. Because yeah. man, it terrified me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is also an endorsement, but I, I can't help but every year the day following Halloween is to uh, <clears throat> check the Jimmy Kimmel where the parents lie to their kids and tell them they <laughs> ate all their Cal- Halloween candy yeah. the night before. All right, that's it's it's funny. It's hilarious. Don't do that though. <laughs> what a terrible parenting. Yeah, that's so oh, so crying. traumatic. Don't do that to your kids. Set up this like pattern of, hey, mom and dad are gonna lie to you every year. Cause they'll do that. It'll be yeah. the same ones from the year before. And the kids, you said you did that last year and you didn't, you know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Toying with the seven year old's emotions. That is so traumatizing. <laughs> like I cannot it's, believe how dysfunctional great, that though. is. It is very funny to watch, but don't do that. Bad. <laughs> no, it's great though. There, there is one. I saw one, uh, and and the kid is like, he's holding his tears back. But the mom, she sounds so so like apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry. I just couldn't help me. And he's like, It's okay, mom. I love you. I'm yeah, like, Oh my yeah. gosh, that's so that's so much worse. Yeah, it's so much don't worse now. Don't do that. <laughs> kids a better that's a better evil. kid than you thought. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't do that to your kids, please. That is not a tradition of Halloween that we should continue. In so much as yeah, it's that, it's entertaining, but. Stop it, Jimmy. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, in, don't insist that parents do that to their kids. There, There is stuff in history, though, uh, about, ste- well, I won't say stealing candy, but maybe doing shakedowns for candy. Yeah. But we'll, yeah. we'll touch on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that, too. So ha- mm. Halloween, or uh, All Hallows' Eve, yeah, or um, originally... Called Samhain, Samhain, yeah, Samhain, which spelled it's spelled like Sam Hain, S A M H I N, which nope. doesn't S A M H A I N, H A I N, yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> show that Sam can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, somebody like me decided at some point S A M H A I N should be pronounced Samhain. How does that make any sense? It's uh. I, I guess it's it's Scottish or or Gaelic yeah. descent, so their their words are spelled weird for us. That or witches just can't spell. I'm gonna go with witches. Witches can't, can't spell. spell. Well, yeah. they get everything they learn from from the Necronomicon. <laughs> they don't teach the alphabet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're learning from the uh, uh, Bobby Boucher homeschool. <laughs> Mama Thith. Mama Mama Thith. <laughs> Mama Thith. Halloween's of the devil. That's right. <laughs> everything the devil. Yeah, you yeah. Mama. So yes, the uh, the in- initial um, uh, Halloween idea or the the Samhain festival starts as like this kind of harvest time. So uh, you're headed into your winter months, and it's the final harvest, and they're going to throw a celebration in that process um, for a few reasons. Number one, if people can get excited about it, then you can get more hands. Um, to to gather together, you have to collect the harvest before you go into winter. Yeah, right. That's yeah, that's yeah. Or you a means of survival. Yeah. yeah, you get all the food together. We stock it up. You're not going to be able to go out and pick your strawberries in the dead of December, or January. Right. You've got to have already collected all that food, canned it, and and prepared it in such a way that um, you will have access to it as they go through the cold winter months. Yeah. So if if uh, in the process of doing it, that's also a lot of work. Right? right. We need a lot of hands on deck. We need to go through the fields. We need to gather everything 
that we can, and uh, then we need to prepare it. So if you can make that into a party instead of make that a chore, because that's a pretty big chore, right? Then people are going to come help. Yeah, you. more people will come, and, and it ain't going to be just Greg off look by himself. <laughs> forward to this as a celebration, as opposed to just a lot of work, because yeah. it was a lot of work, and and that's where you get this idea of harvest festivals, right? Yeah. So but insert is humanity, or I guess people, human beings. We we over uh, like history, just all across history, we've got a tendency to insert uh, weird. Um, traditions and weird uh what's the word i'm looking for um superstition uh, yeah That's superstition and superst- customs yeah we, we we have a tendency to do that so like anytime you see the random person at the diner knock the salt over and they oh i'm sorry and they shake it and put it in their hand and chuck it over yeah. their shoulder yeah um somebody says some type of curse or something that they don't want to hear and they spit on the ground and spin in circles yeah right <laughs> insert that here into this harvest festival they actually believed and and i i don't know where this part comes in but they believe that the veil between worlds like the uh the the living world and then the spiritual dead world was at its thinnest yeah on this night well because in the calendar you're crossing over into a season where everything's going to get cold and all the plant life's going to kind of yeah die and several animals are going to go into hibernation so you're just not going to see as much of like life uh, when you're when you're looking at nature itself yeah. So you're moving into a uh, that that time of year that they would call like the dead time of year or the winter time of year, and so yes, as they they cross from um, your late fall and your harvest period, which has been full of life, into your um, cold months, and all of a sudden all that life kind of quiets down. Um, you get this superstition of somehow, and how that works itself out, right? Gets very superstitious and people tell stories and um and we do that today too only we just have better media by which to do it we do it right. through movies and we do it through you know um much more uh spectacle oriented well it was a more of an oral tradition they tell stories well that's that's the advancement of technology right so right. We, we can we can spin a story and it's just a story. Yeah. But back then, there's no internet, no phones, no... I mean, you want to send somebody a letter, it's going to be done by horseback. It's going to take months for you to hear back. So it's kind of... It was hard to, to filter out the quote-unquote fake news, so to speak. Yeah. Right? So somebody says something wild and, well, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know? Comes why? part of the tradition. So you've got this idea of you can see nature around you kind of quieting down and slowing down and... Uh, the plant life kind of dying for for that particular season, and this idea develops that you know we're, go, we're there's a veil between the world of the dead and the world of the living, and that as nature's kind of crossing in a way you can see um, we are as well, and that that world of the dead uh, can just as easily walk into the world as we know it, right? Because right? you're seeing such a dramatic change of all the color as you go from fall to, you know, snow and, and, um, the trees dying as you go into winter. Um, and, and on top of that, people are creating stories to entertain themselves and entertain each other. And the art of the storyteller is being developed. And so people are sitting around listening to these traditions and it's kind of all collecting in this big celebration of communities as they're bringing all their food in 
to storage so that they can make it through the winter seasons. Well, and then by, buying storytellers uh, stories in general, um, I mean, even even in my own lifetime, that's been seen twice. For me, uh, with with even our own media. So, for instance, the Blair Witch Project, when that came out, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Oh, my gosh, this is real. Because we didn't really have that much of a developed internet at that time. Um, and then the same same for me when I was, I think I was maybe 17 or 18 years old. There was a movie on Netflix. Uh, I think it's called The Conspiracy Theory or something like that. And it was a, a handheld camera movie about a conspiracy theorist that gets led into this uh, super rich person party where they're sacrificing people. And I literally spent a good 99% of the movie like, this is real. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe this is real. And then finally at the end, I was like, oh, okay, it was fake. It was fake. But so if you can imagine the way people responded to the Blair Witch and the conspiracy theory or even the War of the Worlds, right? Yeah. The, um, back in uh, the, what, the 50s? Back when they did 60s? the radio show. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that was. They freaked out. People were pulling off on the side of the roads panicking because yeah. they thought it was real. Yeah. So imagine that, but back way, way, way back before they had any type of media or whatever. And then, yeah, they're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, this guy's telling us these crazy things. It's like, this has got to be real. This sounds too crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Most of these traditions are fairly, again, innocuous. They're, they're not one way or the other. Um, good or evil that they're well in most cases they're good it is a good thing to collect the crops before you go into winter yeah when that's what you need to do to survive and to so, celebrate it with a community yeah, as well and, and to use use that as a means of throwing a celebration instead then uh so that more people will participate in that that's not a bad thing at all that's that's uh generally a good thing so um that that's kind of where um as we're looking at Samhain and its um, traditions come from. There are some, um, depending on what you're reading, more of these like Druid uh, practices that might be the kind of thing that we would say, okay, their um, some of their celebrations get more in where they're bringing a a religion in. They're actually worshiping something in that process. Um, there, uh, there's some ancestral sometimes worship with this idea too. Mm-hmm. That uh, since that veil is so thin, supposedly between the world of the living and the world of the dead, that this is the opportunity that you can still commune in some way with people that have passed on. Yeah, well, there and, and there would, was, I guess, the the tradition of uh, wearing costumes, so to speak, came came from this this idea because since the veil is so thin at that time, they thought, hey, we can communicate with our ancestors, but they also didn't want to be recognized by any foul or evil spirits either. So they would don themselves in these crazy clothes to disguise themselves so that other spirits wouldn't attach to them or, or see them or know who they were. Yeah. And so that way they could commune in a kind of a safer manner. But uh, all of that is purely... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, there isn't a lot of... Um, when you're looking at some of this Druid stuff and because uh, some of these videos that we were talking about where people are like, no, 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 Christians should not do Halloween and here's why Christians shouldn't do Halloween. A lot of those times they're, they're drawing from some of those traditions, yeah. right? They're, they're looking at it from this like Druid uh, pagan worship kind of aspect. And I don't know that as we celebrate Halloween today 
that you can even barely see any of the remnants of that anymore. Let alone figure out how to do yeah, it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, it, can you even find somewhere where someone has written down what these traditions are and how to go about them? If you wanted to be this druid pagan and practice this stuff, it's not very easy to find out there. And yeah. I, I think a lot of that stuff would be stuff people are making up, you know, because, you know, you also look at, um, they they consider this a a Wiccan holiday. Well, then what is that? And where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, and they'll talk about they've got out their crystals and again communing with the the dead and it's sprites and it's, all that stuff. It's time to practice um, uh, some of your spells that maybe you haven't tried. Do you really believe that stuff works? Yeah, maybe they do. Right. Hey, this is if the, you're a Christian, age. I, don't I to. try to <laughs> cast spells with your crystals. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not appropriate. But um, I'm also going to say that I don't buy that the Wiccan spells are working. Yeah. Right. They're diluted in that sense. So um, I, I again, I don't think that uh, the random person who's going to see this um, as as a an evil time to practice their spells is i'm not going to take them very seriously well and, and what what basis is there that this is a stronger time that's going to give you more power yeah uh, other, other than other than uh what you know scottish or gaelic descent said yeah you know that's it that's and all they, you got and and, and and they didn't even that's the thing they didn't even start that way it started with just harvest yeah yeah it's a harvest time get your crops and we're going to celebrate and then people just started inserting you know, so the the tradition of Samhain is not. I'm not saying it's. Good. I'm not defending Samhain. Samhain's not good. It's very bad. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not between two worlds, and you shouldn't try to commune with the dead on. on right. Halloween. Yeah. That's that's very bad. And if you start doing ancestral that, worship, don't do that. Start yeah. tripping over yourself. Right. You know. Um. But I'm also like Thomas. We're we're not equating that necessarily to Halloween. As, yeah. As we do it. So yeah. Uh. Should a Christian, um, practice, uh, druid and pagan religious practices no that's that's a firm no yeah right but um the larger question of should christians participate in halloween as it stands today i don't see it as a pagan and druid practice anymore i i think yeah. that's the, the whatever roots it had uh were uh fairly sufficiently snuffed out early on right which gets into why we even call this halloween because it was called right. Samhain, right so there used to be in the in the calendar in the Christian calendar among our holidays is we had an All Saints Day and that was back in May May thirteenth and what they would do is they were celebrating the martyrs of the church yeah. people that had died in the faith right so you have this cat and it's it's still kind of a Catholic holiday that you know they'll practice but this idea that uh, you have this all saints day and then what they decided to do um around it's kind of a retaliation yeah it, it was around uh seven it says 741 ad right so still fairly you know early on i guess in the um budding church here is um well before protestant reformation at least they, they move the All Saints Day in the calendar from May 13th to November 1st. Yeah. Right? They, they put it closer to when the Samhain Festival was held. The day after. Yeah. The day, the day after is the day they celebrate the people that have passed on in the faith. They're All Saints Day or 
the hollow day. Right. Well, and, and hollow, that, that actually is translated into holy. Holy day. Yeah. yeah. The holy day, because they're celebrating people that have passed as saints. Um, so the night before is the eve of the holy day, right? Um, that's where ultimately we get this um, Halloween idea yeah right well and, and interestingly all enough, hallows eve all hallows eve which is what most people refer to um th- that's that's the thing is the the most common thing um that i hear about all hallows eve is that that's when witches come out and and start dancing around fires and then now they're, they're actually to go back a little bit there were bonfires but they used the, the bonfires would um kind of resemble like uh, that it was still daytime or whatever and and kind of lure in the good spirits but keep out the bad there's some really weird stuff with that but um people will take all hallows eve and, and just say oh that's when they're sacrificing babies and doing all this stuff okay somewhere maybe yeah but that's not rooted in tradition at uh, all yeah again you get a community together and you don't have a means of still um having a light source once the sun goes down but people are going to be working into the evening and they're still going to be celebrating into the evening you do a bonfire yeah and that way um you still have a light source as the sun goes down and everybody still can kind of collect and as it gets cooler you've got a heat source as well right yeah. so it didn't necessarily have to come from some weird um pagan I, ritual it, it comes from the sense of they now we've got a means that we can all still hang out um they could still continue to eat and have their festival and um it, it was a time when they would do like the uh, bring in as they're bringing in the harvest they also um they'd have their ciders and and uh, ales and things like that right so yeah. the men could a true, a participate true in that events. as well but so i think i think that's where kind of where i take most issues is that and I, I guess the point I, i'm really trying to get at is there there's always somebody stealing the tradition and making it something else yeah christians did it um satanists have done it right and which is a, another point that i'm going to bring up here in a little bit um about Satanists and occult items and stuff like that. But um, everybody is always pulling from some tradition. No, no tradition at this point is really anybody's own. Yeah. Um, so to, to, well, there's, there's one, my, um, in, in my wife's family, Mary's family, apparently there was one day in early October um, for several years in a row when something awful happened <laughs> And so um, my uh, Mary's grandmother, who um, um, has passed on now but could be a little bit eccentric, decided she was going to make that a holiday. (laughs) And so for no reason at all, she decided to inaugurate Dexter Day, which is still (laughs) celebrated in the Himbaugh clan where you wear red socks and you eat apricots, um, and that's Dexter Day. And it's a big deal to them, so but that's, you know, <laughs> so that's it. That's the only holiday I've <laughs> I've heard of that's just kind of randomly yeah. created. You're I right. Guess, Everything kind of comes out, and it doesn't have any significance outside of our clan. I was about to say, I guess, uh, socially speaking, or or you know, you know, through our culture, culturally speaking, that's the word I'm looking for. Culturally right. speaking, uh, no tradition is really rooted in. Its own own thing. It started. Well, I mean, it always started somewhere, but everybody's been taking it and adopting it. So, um, now I'm not condoning Satanist behavior and, and sacrificing and whatever whatever actually does happen in some pagan areas or 
or Wiccan areas or Satanist areas, that, that's horrible too. But let's not um, let's not also blame current Halloween on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's not give yeah. them credit because they, they've actually twisted what it used to be. And, and the people that thought the veil between worlds, they twisted it from what it actually used to be. It, it should be a time where we can all come together and celebrate. It was pragmatic. Yeah. It, it was a it was a collection of the harvest and and a preparation for going into the winter months and it didn't necessarily have to fall on October thirty first either yeah it was whenever that made the most sense for them to have this harvest festival time um, yeah it's it's uh it it's there's the the I guess uh, perception now and um, that we've. Halloween is somehow the opposite of Christmas, right? It's the evil version of Christmas. And um, that's not necessarily... It was a, a pragmatic event that that occurred. And uh, we did a podcast a while back on um, uh, the, the idea of the Sabbath day. And we talked about how the Sabbath day and labor and all of that and the point of having one day of the week where you stop and remember God was uh, a time when you would stop working. Um, well, what happened was it, it, it starts with a, uh, when man takes a holy day, realizes he's going to stop and take a holy day, he then realizes that he has given himself a holiday. The mm-hmm. idea of the holiday stems from the idea of there being a holy day. So here you have, pragmatically speaking, a time of the year when everyone's going to gather in order to bring all their food in, right? They're creating this celebration. And then out of that, there are certain, um, I I guess, worldview and and superstitions and other things to get tied to that. But the core of it is just totally about we're going to starve if we don't have food this winter, right? Yeah. That, that ultimately is what's going on. And then several other traditions get tied to it. So yeah, you want to be able to decipher between the two, but um, I don't know that now we have any remnant of the Druid practice of Samhain. Um, now what we have is a Christianized, honestly, version of as they were looking at this pagan tradition, how could they uh, redeem it yeah, and they switch it to a celebration instead of the day of the martyrs and the evening before the holy day or All Hallows Eve, and thereby giving pagans um, an opportunity to look and kind of Christianizing that that holiday. Uh, so it it really started as a church movement as we understand it now to, to an extent yeah there, there's another offshoot though to, i guess to, to kind of where we get the modern american version of halloween the yeah. the trick-or-treating costumes yeah. all of that stuff so that's um basically when when that stuff started moving over this way um from i guess its origin place um kids would that what they would do is they'd be pranking people so yeah. They, they would start off, I, I guess, um, well, and, and I actually don't think they started by pranking. I think that uh, homeless people and peasants would dress up in, in costumes in tradition for, I guess, Samhain, but then they would be going door to door and just begging pretty much, yeah. just spending the time begging. And then that eventually evolved into children would do the same thing, but instead they would just be taking the gates off of people's uh, houses, like the little fence in area. They would take the gates off or they would egg their house or they would, they would, uh, eventually down the road, it got up. They would be beating people up and 
you know, destroying their property, um, it, it turned into kind of like a shakedown. Yeah. So, so to speak, like if you, if you give me candy, uh, or treats or food or money or whatever, then we're not going to kick the snot out of you. Well, if basically. there's, if there's a time of year when going house to house is likely to provide, um, if you don't have the means yourself, uh, people to be able to offer you, uh, things when they have an excess of food, it's because they just brought the harvest in. It'd be easy to kind of yeah. get a little so, bit from everybody. Yeah, and, yeah. The, it, yeah. It, it, and that comes from the Jewish tradition of the, the gleanings. So um, you would, uh, in the Jewish traditions, they would only come through and absorb the harvest once. They wouldn't go through back a second time and look at the stuff that they missed. Was there any of the crop that they forgot to bring in or that they somehow missed. They only go through once. Mm-hmm. And that way, somebody who's just kind of um, an alien in that area, alien by the sense of they're, they're, not for, they're foreigners traveling through, um, could just simply take something that wasn't taken in the process of the harvest. That food was available for the poor. That yeah. food was available. So, um, yeah, you've got... Here's the harvest time. They've collected the harvest in a more communal sense. People have a little bit extra. That's when you could go and say, hey, um, we're kind of hungry. <laughs> and, yeah. and your neighbors would be like, hey, come on in and, you know, here's some food. You know, it, it was a time when people would be more giving because they had more resources to give from. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, but the the tradition specifically of trick-or-treating Right back in the the nineteen twenties, um, it was the night of mischief, <laughs> and it was this idea that teenagers were running around and they were throwing rocks through windows and and breaking stuff and, and even burning places, beating people up with yeah. batons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a um, that idea of the purge. <laughs> you know, they could <laughs> That's right. they could get away with it if if uh they, there was this understanding that kids were just going to be bad that night yeah right i didn't have any cameras or anything and these kids were wearing masks yeah so, so a way to kind of get control of that too was to say hey why don't we bribe these kids instead of running around and throwing bricks through windows if they can dress up and they can go door to door and people will give them candy maybe they won't instead be you know causing destruction you know it's really really interesting uh this thought just kind of popped into my head but you can see i'm not not gonna get too political on here but this is my own venue so uh be prepared but you can kind of see the same kind of thing with the blm movement right now yeah you've got them destroying property and destroying cities and and you know but if you put blm up in your window or say hey we're blm friendly they're gonna pass on through and not actually break it it's interesting how the cycle <laughs> their, keeps on it's their version of uh, the passover yeah <laughs> yeah instead of like the blood and lentils on your doorpost they're they're trying to avoid the woke angel of of death. destruction <laughs> yeah say hey if we've got this sign up will they leave us alone yeah right it's, well, it's interesting it's it's kind of cyclical people always talk about a cycle in nature and stuff like that and in and, and culture and humanity and it's hard to pinpoint sometimes but then sometimes you can see these clearly defined versions of a cyclical nature all the way back to i guess halloween so when they're doing their shakedown versus the passover versus when we're doing our shakedowns yeah, now yeah. <laughs> uh, there wasn't a larger political movement 
going around with these teenagers breaking stuff. They were just being bad. <laughs> they <Yeah>. were just <laughs> teenagers not behaving themselves. Yeah. So it was a way to get the teenagers and and uh, what specifically young boys to uh, step in line and stop destroying property on uh, October 31st and instead look forward to that as an event where, you know, they were going to get bribed with candy. <laughs> so, yeah. But then that's where we get our trick-or-treat idea, right? There, there, there is essentially was, hey, we're uh, you give me something, candy, uh, or instead you get the prank, yeah. right? And that's where that trick-or-treat and, and it was term comes from. B- bigger between, like, the 60s and the 80s to, to prank people that didn't have candy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With toilet paper and you would TP their house or, or yeah. like their eggs and stuff like that. That was kind of a bigger thing then. Nowadays, um, the TPing and egging somebody's house, that's actually more commonly is just um, individualized. Like you got something against that one person in your school and you're going to go drive over and egg their house at three in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You know. Don't do that either. <laughs> Should a Christian celebrate Halloween? Uh, not if it involves vandalism. <laughs> let's let's say that uh, we are going to withhold the, the property laws and right. yeah, you know, behave appropriately there. Right? Should a Christian hand out candy to little kids that are coming in costume? Uh, yeah. Why not? What's the matter with that? Yeah. Right. Well, and, and once again, this goes back into where where are your roots? I, it's yeah. it's really uh, real easy today um, to draw a linear um, or I guess just a line from Halloween today to satanic practices. Yeah, because people don't know people don't know the true history. They don't understand it. They don't, or, or like, I haven't really looked into it. Um, but then there's also something to be said too. So here, here's another aspect, so to speak. Um, is it is it reasonable to say that somebody can be convicted on Halloween knowing that even though let's say Satanists or pagans are, are their roots are their own roots. It's not the actual roots of uh, Samhain or, or All Saints Day or Halloween yeah, or whatever. They're kind of making um, it up now. They're making they their own roots, but yeah. is, is it okay or as I guess is it reasonable for a Christian to be convicted knowing that uh, Satanists and uh, devil worshiper type people on this day have kind of claim this day as their own um, to practice some of these things, uh, to to laugh at Christians, basically, to laugh at Christians, knowing that Christians are out celebrating Halloween while they're saying, this is Satan's day and you all are so stupid, you don't even know what you're doing, ha, ha, ha. Um, I mean, that's, it's it's a it's a reasonable point. But where, where I kind of land on that is um, they're making it their own day. They're not making their day my day. Yeah, well, so to speak. How how do they? How do they? What does it look like to them? Yeah, right. What's the process of celebrating um, a satanic version of Halloween? Again, a lot of that stuff they just kind of have to make up as they go along. Well, right? and, and or or you can find you can find some tradition, but it was written fairly recently. Yeah. And again, it was written by some guy who has a, a beef against the church. And so, therefore, wants to Satan Satanism as a practice. Um, in on on one end, it's essentially humanism, right? Because it's that idea yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's it's almost atheistic. So it's more about like not actually believing in the existence of another world. But since this is our only life, YOLO, right? It's that yeah. idea of we're going to do whatever we can 
because this is the only time we have. So and it's called Satanism because it's the opposite of God. It's it's embracing the idea of self and yeah. being selfish and, and that sort of thing. Which, so, I guess, to their own stupidity, don't realize they actually are worshiping Yeah, Satan. yeah, in that sense. And you're going to worship you're letting either... Yeah, yeah. You, you, there's always an idol there. You're gonna If you're not worshiping God, you're setting up something else as an idol and um, very easily can become yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Satanism actually kind of promotes that idea as a larger movement. Um, but, um, but, but in so much as do they really believe that there's a, a power that they're um, ascribing to maybe some of the Wiccan practices do it, in the end, does that evening look anything like anything like the family that's just simply sending their kids out to get candy and handing candy out at their door and, and communing with their, their neighbors, uh, I, I, I would argue that those traditions look nothing the same. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. that, that in, in the sense, when we talk about Halloween, we are talking about a practice that's become a cultural phenomenon. It's totally innocuous. Um, it's, it's more about giving our kids something to look forward to. Uh, we don't even really treat it like a holiday unless it happens to fall on a weekend. You go to school that day, yeah. right? We don't get yeah. out of school for Halloween, you know? Um, if I had it my way, we would. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, well, at that point, one might argue now it's become a actual holiday yeah. in the sense of you're taking the whole day off. But, but you go to work on Halloween. Yeah. You go to school on ha- Halloween generally speaking. It's something in the evening that we look forward to that's just kind of a tradition that's fun. Um I I would say that that doesn't in any way connect to somebody else who's trying to trying to make that into some kind of uh evil personal yeah, wicked or satanic yeah. and that yeah, it would be bad and if you're a Christian don't do that. Absolutely don't do that. Right. And don't participate in that. Don't encourage that. If you know that type of person who's who's uh, doing that, you might suggest that they're deluded and that those uh, um, ancient, ancient practices of uh, um, Celtic practices and, and Druid practices don't match what they're doing today. Right. It's something that's completely made up. Yeah. So is it really any connection to something spiritual at all? at this yeah, point kind of where i land or is it just kind of like a way to, to flip the bird to the church yeah you know which i mean that's going to happen on any any day of the week yeah. for that type of person yeah as yeah. it is um so i i think so one um the way the correlation is being drawn usually with halloween and and its roots is i, I don't have a better analogy i just thought of this on the moment or in the spot but basically like it's one uncooked spaghetti noodle we're going from today all the way back to these satanic whatever. And then that's the way that, that it's viewed. When in reality, uh, it is like a full pot, a whole pound of cooked pasta that you can't figure out what roots are tied into what, yeah. who started what, where. It's so hard to pinpoint it that at this point, um, it's it has to be purely based on, uh, you know, your own your own personal interests. Yeah. So am I interested in waking up on Halloween and uh you know looking at the ground praising Satan flipping God off and then uh I'm going to put some poison in candy and then I'm go sacrifice a baby. Whoa. <laughs> no. No 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 I'm yeah. not. That um, that would be that would be not okay. Um and that would also be like you've made that day into something that doesn't have any connections in that possible. Yeah. Right? You're just kind of 
figuring it out as you go along. And that's only what, looking at the noodles you want to look at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Sorry about at, the noodle reference. <laughs> at, at best, at best, um, as far as like uh, uh, a religious practice, you're really only going to get superstition. Yeah. Right? It's going to go back to, okay, uh, there were ancient superstitions. Um, and, and incidentally, that's where we get our jack-o'-lantern idea. Yeah. Right? It really comes out of an old ghost story or a superstition. It was it it's, was a guy who who wasn't able to go to hell, uh, or sorry, wasn't able to go to heaven, but Satan didn't want him to go to hell, and so he was kind of... He cut of, a deal with him. Yeah. He caught him. He, he'd done the uh, the devil goes down to Georgia thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he'd uh, he'd made a arrangement with the the devil, uh, and before he died or whatever, um, he uh, he had asked for. It's really weird. He'd asked for an apple from a tree or something like that. I guess this is like an <laughs> another Garden of Eden. Uh, it's like, you go get me an apple. Yeah, and and I'll come with you. So as the devil climbs up the tree, he apparently puts like crosses all over the ground around <laughs> the tree. And now the devil's stuck in the tree. I right? don't see that in any Bibles. No, that's not in any <laughs> Bibles. Uh, that that actually is a tradition too that comes out of like uh, old farming communities. Uh, I remember we were, uh, I think it was a, a evangelism class. Um, or early church class or something in, in seminary. And uh, the professor was like talking about some of these old country traditions that you do. And one of them was treeing the devil. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about treeing the devil? Well, apparently they get in these big groups and there's they don't have their phones to play on, yeah. right? And this is way back. How are these kids going to entertain themselves? And one of them would shout, I see the devil. He up in that tree. And they all run to the tree, supposedly chasing the devil up the tree. And then another one would shout, no, he's over there. And they'd all run to this other tree and this idea of treeing the devil. And I'm like, wow, kids had to be really bored back in those yeah. days. Right. But uh, so that's essentially what's happened here. Jack was his name. He tricks the devil to get caught up in this tree as he puts these crosses around, right? So the devil couldn't take him then and there, right? And at some point, of course, he dies, and um, he is, uh, he, I guess he releases the devil, lets him come down with the understanding that um, the devil won't take him to hell, yeah. right? So at some point when he does die, of course, a guy with that sort of character was not worthy of the pearly gates. Mm -hmm. He gets turned away there. Um, but, um, down in, in hell, Satan reminds him, okay, we've made this deal and I've got to be true to my word. So he, he doesn't have a place to go. Right. So he's stuck wandering the earth and, uh, then devil like takes, uh, out of the fires of hell an ember and tosses it to him and he, and he puts it in this, uh, it's not a pumpkin, right? He puts it in this other vegetable, it's a turnip, right? A turnip. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where it started. This idea of a candle in a turnip, and and well, and the people and they would that use that as a lantern. It, that folklore went around, and these people were actually afraid of seeing this this guy, and so they would put uh, turnips with candles in it as well, and yeah. light those, and put them on their windows and doors to keep him away because they thought you know they thought it would scare him away. Yeah, scare him yeah, because Jack is wandering around there <laughs> somewhere, and and superstition, yeah, and tradition here, always tie here in, in the states. Um, rather than turnips, we have. 
pumpkins. We have more access to pumpkins. And quite honestly, yeah. they made for better. It's a bigger, uh, and the shell stays stronger, longer. And, you know, you can make a, a better face out of it. So, you know, well, we make our lanterns out of pumpkins instead. Nowadays, it's become a, a form of uh, unmatchable art talent. Yes. At times, there's something that's local called the, with the, uh, the jack-o'-lantern glow or something like that. I, I forget the name. Sorry. I've not been to it. I really want to go. Hopefully they'll do it this year. They might. But basically they line this whole park and this whole area with jack-o'-lanterns from all these different artists. And it's just, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of, of glowing jack-o'-lanterns. And it's these, uh, these really brilliant pieces of art. Um, so I know they've done that at the zoo and, yeah, and that yeah, tradition's yeah. also changing because the, the, ability to uh, uh, carve or whittle into the side of the pumpkin is utilized more than actually cutting through. Right. So you get what's more of like a sculpture on the face of a pumpkin. Right. And they can do all kinds of crazy cool stuff with that, and but it won't necessarily the, be cut all the way through. Yeah. Well, because of the thickness of the pumpkin wall, yeah. um, you put a light behind it, and depending on how shallow or, or thick those those grooves are, it makes your definition come out better, and, and it's really cool stuff. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. an art form. Um, it, it requires more like power tools to do it, but but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely very, very cool stuff. So... Um, so that's where the, the jack-o'-lantern traditions come from. Jack-o'-lantern, um, Halloween, uh, all of it has tradition somewhere that's rooted in some type of, uh, superstition. But I, I think this is, first off is a good stopping point, but I think, I think it's, it's at least important to note, um, if you are Christian and you feel convicted because of the other things that might be going on in Halloween, um, no judgment from us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't don't be a jerk about it. it you because that's the other side to this, right? You, well, that's you can true too. Yeah. you can be on the other side and be like, no, Christians ought not study Halloween and just be a total killjoy. But this is not one of those things that anybody's salvation is ever going to rest on. So yeah. if that's a personal conviction, that's fine in your household. But that because your neighbor studies or uh, uh, celebrates handing out candy um, that <laughs> you're going to, what, give him the stink eye every time that yeah. time of year comes around because they're celebrating Halloween. Let, they don't must don't not let be it Christians. divide. Yeah, it's that's absurd. And specifically, the Christian community shouldn't divide that. Um, you, you actually had an experience with that, didn't you, with your kid at school? Oh, yeah, golly. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, too. Uh, yeah, my, my daughter... Um, when we had them both in a private school situation, at this point, Thomas is still in a private school situation, but um, uh, when she was very young, so this is like, I don't know if it's even first grade yet. Yeah. And she had on, a, they had decided for Halloween, there was going to be a, a whole new rule in so far as what they would accept in their dress code. And uh, they were going to be even more stringent on Halloween than they'd been the rest of the year on their dress code. And this is already a private Christian school, so they already have an issue with dress code. But this particular day, they're really going to get crazy about it. And the person who was kind of heading all this up just happened to be her teacher. Yeah. So the head of making all of these decisions is the the person that Grace is going to um, report to. Well, the shirt she had on was from a cartoon kids cartoon it was called kylan this is a little four-year-old 
who's, you know, kind of learning what it means to be a four-year-old. And this is like around the time with TV shows that it's more about teaching the kid and entertaining them than actually being a good show. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a, a, uh, um, in, in the running of like your Sesame street and and those guys. Yeah. Blues clues. And that, that it was in that lineup and she was of the age. She'd be watching that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So she liked the show and it simply had a picture of this particular character on it. And I think like a, a, a dog or cat, on there as well and it had like pictures of candy on it and it said something to the effect of uh being sweet or or am i sweet or something to that it was totally innocent yeah right even cutesy and and they call mary she's at work informing her that grace needed to come she was uh and and get she had to take the shirt off. She had to change clothes that she was in dress code violation over this shirt. And which that was had candy on it. Yeah. That had candy on it. It was absolutely and ridiculous. Cartoons. Yeah. And, and Mary didn't go for it. She was like, I'm at work. I'm not coming. She has a change of clothes. Cause she was also young enough that kids were prone to disasters where they would need a change of clothes on a regular basis. I need a change of clothes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) The food doesn't always go in the mouth. So, uh, and she was young enough that that was a thing, you know, or finger paint day. So there's paint Mm -hmm. all over the place. She had a change of clothes there. And, And Mary was like, she has clothes there. Right. I'm not leaving work to come. That was just like a, yeah, no, sorry. The most we're, ridiculous. We're thing not in the playing world. this. This is absolutely absurd. And I think that is a, a prime example. So I'm glad you reminded me of it, of somebody getting, you know, off their wig on Halloween and quite honestly, jumping on a broomstick, <laughs> you know, and acting, <laughs> acting like, acting more like, like a, a witch. <laughs> Acting more like a witch than any kid here yeah, in the next six blocks. This little girl who yeah. now thinks she's done something wrong. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And we had to ex- try and explain to Grace that her her teacher didn't think she was a bad girl. Yeah. Like the the her whole identity of being good and bad came into question that day for wearing a shirt that had for candy wearing on a it. shirt that had candy on it. Right. So that that's Absurd. where it kind of that's where it kind of gets into the. Um, as a Christian, if you choose not to celebrate it, don't come. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Swinging your finger, you know, at people and shaking, you know, wagging your finger at everybody. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't. Get off your broomstick. I, I, luckily, and, and I'm really happy, I don't see it too often. It happens. It yeah. happens. But mo- most of the people that I know that don't celebrate, they're pretty respectful. They don't, you know, they don't make an issue of it. In fact, like I was saying, I brought up my, my friend that I was talking to that, that sparked this idea. Um, he didn't say anything to me until I said, hey, how do you feel about it? Yeah. I, I'm the one that initiated the go yeah. of it, which is, is really encouraging because, um, well, yeah, it's encouraging. I, you know, um, just in the Christian community, I don't see that too, too much. But then again, uh, I have always been in a kind of a looser church. So Yeah, and my question to him would be, um, because he's still a young young married guy but they don't have kids yet yeah when you have kids come along it it really becomes a celebration about them it's something that you look forward to participating with your kids yeah right? so again totally innocuous there's nothing evil about it it's a celebration where families come together now when you have little kids and they see other little kids running around and getting candy and all that are you really going to tell your little kids they can't participate 
Which you're gonna tell which him they can't? You, yeah. He can't dress up as Batman or Spider Man. Yeah, come on, it's yeah. Batman. Well, and that's that's so that's kind of where I get into the trunk or treat idea or the church alternatives. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, because that that's the thing is it's you know if you have convictions about it, but also still kind of want to celebrate or get your kid to do something, there is stuff at church of it readily available. Most churches actually do this stuff. Uh, I think you know I've been pushing for it. Hopefully, we'll do something like that this year. But yeah, well, I don't know if we'll pull it off this year. But um, that that was our incentive at least when we started it. Now yeah. many more churches do it, so the need for it has has uh, kind of dissipated a little bit. But at the time, Forest Park was the first one to kind of step up and say, no, we're going to give people an event to do on Halloween night. The whole church is going to show up. It's going to be this community-wide thing. Yeah. Um, and, and we spent real money on it, too. We brought out the grill. There was hamburgers and hot dogs ready to go. So you, you had dinner there. Yeah. And you had all this candy that you're sending the kids home with, and it's getting people on the church property. And we were real serious about it, too. Like we turned the whole basement into the Bat Cave one year. That was my favorite one. Yeah. You That's because you dress up like oh, Batman. Oh, man. Year. <laughs> it was awesome. And we had the separate rooms, too. Like in the Bat Cave, you had, like, okay, this is the room where he does all his detective stuff. Yeah. So, you know, here are the computers, and, and there were actually like, um, how you would have wanted posters. They were wanted posters up of all the Batman villains with yeah. the bio description. <laughs> That's pretty of, cool. Yeah, what what's their uh, mo? How how they behave and all that. Yeah, I was all over that year. Yeah. Um. So you know, we we would take a theme that way and and just kind of transform the whole church and um, spend a lot of time in preparation for it too. It took a lot of work, but nobody was doing it at the time. Yeah. So um, that that's kind of where we come from. So yeah, we're not going to land on Christians ought we, not celebrate Halloween. Yeah. We believe that it was a redeemed um, in in so much as I I don't know that they were redeeming a, a pagan worship day. I think they were uh, redeeming a time that kind of had some superstition to it. Mm -hmm. But but really say hey, we're already having this harvest event. So let's instead tie it to our All Saints Day, yeah. you know, and and um, All Hallows Day, All which All is Hallows all Holy Eve, day. yeah, the Holy Day, which technically All All Hallows Eve means All Holy Eve, and they would even right? celebrate things like uh, Martin Luther tacking up the Reformation. Uh, and they would dress up as your favorite martyr and, you know, and, and some churches will still do that too. If you really want to celebrate Halloween, you got to dress up as your favorite Bible character. <laughs> that might be taken a little far. I don't know that there's any danger <laughs> in someone dressing up as Batman. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm all for, if, if, if you can be any, if, if you can be Batman, you'd be Batman. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's just no other way around it. Yeah. So, you know, well, that, that's a good stopping point. Um, thank you all for listening. I, I don't know what we're going to do to get out of this place. Uh, no, you need to get your batarang out. We need our grapple guns. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to figure out. Hopefully, get out of this portal. Hopefully, next week we'll get a portal back. But we'll we'll see. So uh, until then, uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, share this with your friends if you enjoyed it. We're on Spotify, Apple, and several other places. Um, have a good week and keep it spooky.